Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, and we are continuing in our weekly podcasts that focus on current topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. And as we lead up to the celebration of DCC's homecoming on October 15th and 16th, we are highlighting the varied ministries of DCC alumni by answering the question, where are they now? Two weeks ago, we interviewed Jared Milam and discussed the apartment church ministry that he and his wife Kelly are currently involved with. And last week's episode featured DCC's registrar and graduate, Crystal Latiger, and her journey to finding her calling. Today, we are joined by a 2017 DCC graduate, Malik McKenzie. Malik, it's good to have you. It's good to be here. Great. Malik graduated with a degree in Bible and ministry leadership, and he currently serves as the preteen pastor at Compass Christian Church's Colleyville campus. He's married to his wife, Sierra. They have one boy, Calvin, and they are expecting their second child, a baby girl, in November. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. So facilitating today's discussion, as usual, is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, also a DCC graduate, but not in 2017, no, I don't think. A yeah. Back, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mark Worley. Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you so we can get this episode going with Malik. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate that, Malik. Man, thanks for being here. This is—I uh, think this is going to be an exciting thing. I've seen uh, the work that you've done, both as a student and uh, and at Compass Christian Church, and the things that you're doing there. In fact, uh, the president of our college, his his children have been trained by Malik, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. uh, it's been an awesome thing. So, Malik, you know, when we're talking about a part of our mission statement is a calling. I know uh, in talking to you that that's been uh, a pretty heavy emphasis for you. I know that yes. you were a student at uh, Compass Christian Church and then wound up coming to DCC and working part-time at Compass and then wound up uh, going there full-time. So tell me a little bit about that. I mean, you, you were a student at Compass. So how did you find out about DCC and what made you really want to come here and, and ultimately major in ministry and going to ministry uh well i actually found out by someone that was interning um for the young adults ministry his name was uh omar moore good guy and yeah oh great guy great guy and he kept telling me about this college dcc how you know it's an influence and you know we may not be the biggest but we have a lot of influence we you know you may know this person you may know that person they came from dcc and the guy that was mentoring me i didn't know at the time chris gabbard he yeah. actually is a graduate <laughs> yes. of dcc yes. and so the more and more he started talking about it, the more and more you know i started to shift my focus and uh, i've always worked with kids i've always worked with kids i knew that kids will never run out people will continue to have kids so there's gonna be a market there and um, honestly, the calling to ministry was, I don't know, uh, before I could even, before I could even go to school, my mom would always tell me, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a pastor. And um, I went out on a mission trip, not a mission trip, but kind of a, kind of this re- retreat with Chris Gabbard. And he looked at me in the eyes and it was 2013. It was September the ninth in 2013 he said i had the weirdest dream that you are going to be a youth pastor malik and i'm going wow that is no surprise (laughs) (laughs) that is no surprise so over the years um i made my way to dcc and i knew that it was something that 
was it was just a it, it it's kind of one of those things where you know you just know that that's where you're gifted you know that's where the holy spirit has your talents and that's that's where the fruits were displaying so i i, I came to dcc yeah and then everything has worked out beautifully in ministry right everything's been perfect and wonderful <laughs> I, you know <laughs> i wouldn't say perfect um but i would say I, i'm definitely blessed in where i am definitely so how did that happen i mean how did you wind up in a particular i mean compass and and your home church what was that like i honestly did not think that i would even work at compass until i was in my mid-30s um i didn't think that i had the gifting to be there i didn't think that um they would even need me really so when chris gabbard came to me uh, i was interning under junior high for a guy named Sean Maurer. He's like a junior high wizard. I mean, that, that guy is awesome. Um, um, the preteen pastor at the time, his name is Adam Milam, which that's, that's kind of cool that we had some Milams on the show. Uh, he was going back to CCV, which is Christ Church of the Valley. And they were looking, and he was just like right in front of me. What about Malik? And I looked Chris Gabbard in the eye and I said, I think you have the wrong guy. <laughs> I really did. I was like, I, I don't know um, how this would work out. And he says, Malik, you've proved it over and over again. I think I think you can do an, a phenomenal job. And I said, OK, you show me the ropes and you teach me and you take me under your wing and let's let's do it. And, and we did. And how long have you been at Compass? I just finished year five. Um, I'm going wow. into year six in preteens. So, so from your perspective, I mean, what would you say to up and coming or people who are thinking about ministry? I mean, a lot of people, were you afraid of ministry? I was, I was not afraid of the children's aspect. Um, coming in as a young guy, still in college, I was afraid of the parents. I was afraid of the parenting part of ministry because, you know, I'm 20, 23, 24, and these parents are well in their 30s, and they want you to lead. And so leadership was more of my fear, more so than ministry. Um, ministry was more natural because of the way I was poured into by Sean and by Omar and by, by Chris Gabbard. It was more natural to do things ministry-wise. So, yeah. Now, what did they do? I mean, DCC is big on mentoring. Oh, yes. That's a part of our culture. So uh, when you're talking about what did they do specifically, uh, what did they do, uh, Omar, Sean, Chris, uh, like what did they do to mentor you that stands out to you that you want to practice with others? One of the things they all did when they had an event and they needed help they would say, okay, Malik, um, here's the plan. We are going to do X, Y, or Z, and you're going to be over group A. And I'm going, what? And they would say, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about it, but here's the date that we're going to do it. And they would take me out to eat, and they would say, okay, here's how you would handle this type of leadership. You would get a group. You know, The way that you construct yourself is the way that you should lead. So we would go through books on leadership. They would pray with me. They would take me out to games and just talk about leadership. Um, 
Chris Gabbard was huge into being a leader in your family. And at the time, he had just had twins. And so um, he, he just had his twin boys, and he was teaching me how to be a leader in my family first. Um, Omar was teaching me how to be a leader amongst the students, amongst the children. And then Sean Maurer was teaching me how to be a leader amongst other leaders. So they broke it down in each and every way, in every aspect, how leadership should, should be in the church. So it was important. I think that's, that's interesting. And Omar, um, you know, the fo- folks might not know him, but he's an African-American guy. Yes. So sharp. Uh, did, and, and you're an African-American. So yes, sir. How, did, how did that come into play or did it at all? You know, Omar taught me um, culture. He taught me how. Yeah, talk uh, about that a little bit. My background, uh, before I went to Compass, I went to an all-black church. Uh, Omar went to all-black church. He's from uh, Tulsa. His father was a pastor. Oh, yeah, Yeah. his dad was a pastor. And what he helped me understand, because going, he was the first other black male that I met at Compass. He helped me understand that kingdom mindset is colorful. It's it's not. <laughs> I, I love that. So, I love that statement. You know, I would go to him with things that I was uncomfortable with, and I'd be like, yo, hey, Omar, listen, why is worship this way? And he'd be like, what do you mean? Do you listen to the words? Um, when we get to he-, he would always remind me when we get to heaven, who are you ministering to? What does the kingdom look like? And I'm like, okay, Omar, all right. And he's. If you ask anything about the kingdom to Omar, he will flat out tell you. There's no hiding it. And Omar helped me kind of find myself in ministry. Um, Omar helped me develop. uh, If you've been to Compass Christian Church, it's majority white. Yeah. But he helped me develop. It's okay to be black in a white church. They're going to. It's all about the kingdom. So it's not even about my skin color. It's really about your mindset. So he helped me change my mindset to kingdom mindset instead of just, oh, you're the chocolate chip that's in the entire cookie. You know what I mean? So I love the fact that he used the word colorful because I often hear people, and I and when I did my uh, graduate work on multicultural, multi-ethnic worship, mm-hmm. a lot of people say, well, you know, the kingdom of God needs to be colorblind. No, that, that's not what the kingdom of God <laughs> says. Right, right. It, it, it's not that we ignore our differences or we say, well, we all assimilate into, you know. No, we, we celebrate the fact right. Right. that there are people red and yellow, black and white, as the song goes. And, and so to say the kingdom of God is colorful recognizes that there are distinct differences in the way people worship all over the world. Oh, yeah. And that is that I, I love the fact that, you know, serving on the worship team at Compass, right. I get to experience that as well. And and I know it's been a slow process, but it really, you it's, know, you need to be commended off. that, yeah, yeah that and, and, and Omar, wow, what a great, great word of Omar, wisdom. Um, Omar was the one that got me to go to a Messianic Jewish, Jewish church in Richardson. I forget the name of it. Yeah, um, yeah I remember, I've been there too. But they, oh my goodness, if, if, if you think Christian bands get down, the Jewish bands get down as well. I mean, um, it kind of ties the in when you walked in. It was literally, I think, I talked to one of the rabbis there, and they said almost a hundred nations represented mm. in the synagogue. And I'm like, going, holy cow! 
and you walk in and you see families of all side all, all types and they have head coverings and it, it was just amazing so awesome. omar was a really big influence on how i should address my blackness and how i should leave it at the door when it comes to when it comes to the kingdom yeah and um it, it's re- it's really powerful like it, i really appreciate that and great words of wisdom there both from omar and from you so how has it been working with younger kids uh i mean the, the preteen uh, what what are some of the trends that you see happening oh man uh working there for the past five years this and this is huge the more information like the 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 longer i work there the more information these preteens take in so they'll come across as these cool kind of hip kids that are older than what they seem um when when they're met with honesty you see them for their age um, but when you play into the information that they know, they seem, they, I mean, they take in a lot of information and the things that I didn't know, and I'm not too much older than them, you know. So um, one of the things that I see is being in their world. A lot of pastors don't do this. and You're right. Um, they, being in their world means going into the school, and it's, you can't teach Jesus in the schools, but going to lunch and just seeing what they're like with their friends and understanding the things that they take in um, from from just the backgrounds of where they come from. Because when they're in church, they're told to act a certain way. They're, you know, they, they come they play with... the role. Oh, they play the role. But when you go into their world, you see what kind of person they are and you understand what kind of world they're in. So one of the things that I do is I step into their world and I kind of try to blend in and say, okay, this is what they're dealing with. Um, This is what people don't know, especially around the area that I live in. So, so how do the kids view you? I mean, you know, we, we just talked a little bit about black, white thing. You know, one of the things I love about younger kids is they, they they don't seem to see that colorful world. So, uh, What's what? How do they see you? As their pastor, they look. Honestly, um, I just had a discussion about sunburning. They had no clue that it's harder for me to sunburn. They they absolutely didn't know. And the way that I break it down to them is this: um, the day of Pentecost. Yes, is the day where all the tribes and tongues were understood in one room, right? And I said, guys, think about this. You have an African descent male teaching you guys that are mostly European in America. We're in a foreign land with foreign people with another foreign person teaching you about one God. How cool is that? And they're going, so you mean like whenever we come together, it's kind of like the day. And I said, it's kind of like the day of Pentecost. We're talking about one God and we're talking about totally different people groups coming together. Well, Malik, that, that makes me almost tear up. I mean, that, that is just absolutely a beautiful way to approach it and helps them to understand. I mean, because in our environment right now, it's pretty it's pretty hot with racial oh, tension. Oh, yeah. That's such a beautiful thing that, as Paul said, in Christ, in Christ, no Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. It's just amazing and, and well done. So what advice would you give 
you know, young up and coming pastors and uh, student leaders, uh, those kinds of things. Up and coming pastors and students. I, I think I want to talk to the student leaders right now. Yeah. Um, it, the times may look discouraging, but it's it's a time of refinery. I believe that wholeheartedly right now in the church in, in America right now. Um, people get discouraged because kids are being influenced from outside things. But the encouragement is that our God is still sovereign. He knows what he's doing. My encouragement is to invest, invest, invest in the kids because that's the future of our church. Yeah. I really do believe that. And up and coming pastors, uh, don't get weary. It is scary. Uh, I know because right now it's kind of scary for me right now. Um, but I mean, y- your calling is your calling. It's going to get hard. It's going to get, it's going to get bumpy, but in the end, if you invest and especially if you lean into the Holy spirit and that's just the key leaning on the Holy spirit, I believe that even if the work or the credit may not be big, you may not get national recognition. You may not even get church recognition, but I guarantee you, you will change a life. Yeah. And not only change a life, but a whole generation. Oh yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, what are your what what does your future look like? What what kinds of things you you're going to stay in in preteen ministry as long as you can or as long as I can? <laughs> I I honestly don't know. Um, leadership and 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 leading the, the next children into I don't I don't know if I'll be junior high. I don't I don't know, but I know I'll still be with kids. I know I'll be with younger kids um, because that influence and because of the involvement and because of the outpouring that they constantly need. Um, yeah. You're laying a foundation. Oh yeah. A huge foundation. Definitely. It's a, it's a big responsibility. <clears throat> yeah. I've quoted a lot, uh, the end of first Thessalonians two, you know, that Paul says, what is it that we will, uh, uh glory in the day when Christ comes? Is it right. not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy, man. As you watch those young people that you can influence and that you are influencing, as they become uh, older teens and young adults, man, it's got to be so good uh, in, in the last five years to see your guys, you know, become leaders right. at, uh, in the youth group and, and leaders in their faith and in school. That's got to be incredible. Oh, yeah. That, that's your reminder that God is faithful right there that you may not see you know you you may fail at all these events that you're doing or all these parent meetings but then when you get that student returning back and and because of the influence of the holy spirit through you that's god saying yeah i'm still faithful i'm still well, here we're about out of time but uh just real quick okay so what role uh did dcc play in that calling i mean you're an alum what role did dcc play in that calling for you DCC was the glue that pulled everything together. Um, it pulled together um, biblical principles um, that I established not only at work, but in my personal life and my family life. Um, it taught me leadership. It taught me how to build a network. Good gracious. Oh, man, that's important. Um, and it also taught me relationships that are different. Definitely. Yeah. And, and growing as an adult. 
Well, Malik, you know, when you were a student, I was proud of you. Uh, and I, you know, in your ministry at Compass, where we attend, I, I'm just so proud of you. And I, I just can't thank you enough for lifting up the king above all else. And uh, I pray God's blessing on you yeah. and uh, your ministry and the incredible kids that you have an opportunity to share with and raise up as uh, followers of the king. Yes, so uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank yeah. you, Scott. This Excellent. is great. It this was great. great. And uh, as you were talking, um, a word that came, thought that came to mind is one that uh, a lot of our listeners are going to be hearing more about, and especially any of our partners in ministry. Uh, now is the time. Now is the time for Christian higher education. Now is the time for the church to step up. Now right. is the time for Christian leaders to assert their role. Right. Uh, and so here in the coming months, you're going to hear more about the Dallas Christian College Now campaign. Yeah. And uh, the, the thoughts that you were sharing teed that up beautifully. I mean, it was wow. great. And, and especially as you were talking about not getting weary, one of my favorite verses that's been a, a an important verse in my life for a long period of time is Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good for at yeah. the proper time, right. at the proper kairos, at the proper moment in history that God has ordained, we're going to reap a harvest if we don't give up. Right. And so right. that's a great reminder. Yeah. And I tell you what, Scott, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the listeners, you know, the only downside of podcasts, the listeners are not uh, seeing in here. And I mean, there, there's just this intensity uh, Malik is pretty laid back, but there's this intensity, mm-hmm. you know, about uh, kingdom work yep. that uh, is palatable here. It yeah. is. It is. And uh, if you want to learn more about what that calling can look like in your life, we want you to check out our website at www.dallas.edu. You can learn more about our academic programs. You can learn more about our mentoring and our internships. And I also wrote down, it would be really pretty cool if some of our listeners would have the opportunity to intern with Malik McKenzie. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. So and we're, be mentored by him. And be sure. mentored yeah. by him. So that'd Pass be great. But I want to thank you for joining us today for this episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast. Be sure to to share these on all your your favorite uh, podcast platforms and to share this with your friends and, and those who you think need to hear this message about finding your calling, being involved in Christian leadership, and the difference that God can make in the future, especially of young people. Malik, thank you again for being a part of our episode today. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next time.